Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the uh, SoCap Improv Comedy Podcast. Uh, my name is Ralph. I'm the uh, owner and artistic director of the SoCap Improv Comedy Theater, uh, located at 154 Danforth Avenue in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, North America. Uh, we do improv classes, uh, particularly focusing on people who do not want to be performers. We do run classes for people who want to get on stage and, and provide opportunities for people who want to get on stage. But uh, by and large, most people who come to us are not interested in that. They're interested in how can improv uh, help me or change me or make me a better listener or help me get uh, expand my comfort zone or a whole range of things. Uh, and it's very good at a lot of these things that I just mentioned. Uh, we also do shows. You can rent our theater. We are above the Black Swan Tavern. I think I might have mentioned that. Uh, our URL is socap.ca. That's S-O-C-A-P as in Peter, dot C-A. Um, and I've been an improv teacher now uh, <laughs> since 1990, I guess probably eight or something around then when I started. I taught drama before that, so really... Uh, Wow, I probably started teaching in 1989. It's probably the first time I taught something like that, 1990. So that's 33, 34 years. Jeez. Wow, crazy. Time flies, as they say. Uh, yeah, so uh, every improv podcast uh, or every podcast has a sponsor. Uh, today's sponsor is Wexler's Beef. Wexler's Beef, your mouth is in our hands. Uh, so all your beef needs, check out Wexler's. So, uh, yeah, so today I wanted to uh, talk about, um, I, I like these, uh, I've created these improv rules for life um, because I basically live my life by all the precepts or concepts that I talk about in improv, right? I try to remove judgment, uh, you know, and uh, uh, of, of, um, of people. Um, I try to say yes to those ideas. I try to put my focus on other people. I try to say yes and be encouraging. And uh, so, you know, um, well, I think uh, I'm going by memory because uh, I, 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 my first improv rule for life is, you know, is uh, control what you can control and don't sweat the rest. Very a lot of like a stoic, the stoic, the philosophy of stoicism. You know, like there's a lot of things go on that we can't control on stage. Like you can't control your scene partner. You can't control whether your audience likes you or not. You can't control if the show is going to be delayed a half hour. A lot of these things you can't control. Uh, but what you can control, that's where you should put your focus. And try not to sweat the rest. Easy thing to say. Very difficult to do. But uh, like the Stoics would say in real life, same thing. You know, let me... What's the, the prayer at, at America? At America? At uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. Where they, you know... God give me the grace to, you know, control what I can control. Uh, don't sweat what I can't control and the wisdom to know the difference. I totally mangled that, but that's, it's definitely, um, it's the way I live my life as much as possible. Again, these things are easy to say. They're always aspirational, always process oriented, you know, systems oriented, trying to work towards a time when you can just not worry about anything that you can't control. Uh, the second one is love what you get which is, uh, you know, an idea of you can't always choose what happens to you, but by and large, 
um, accept everything that happens to you and go like, well, this is great. Because when things are tough, that's when you learn and grow. When things are easy, obviously, that's an easy thing to accept. And um, I don't want to, for a minute, for you know, to get for you to get the idea that 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 will apply during the really hard things. You know, the the um, health scares that threaten your existence or the health and life of people close to you. I'm talking about the day-to-day -day ups and downs that happen, um, you know, breakups, hitting all the red lights, missing your train, plans getting canceled, you know, things that we go, all of us experience all the time. Dostoevsky says, life is suffering. And um, yeah, so as much as you can, love what you get, because it is the tough times where we learn things. Anyway, and today I want to talk about the third improv rule for life. And the third improv rule for life is serve the relationship. Now, I'll start with with improv. Like when, when we walk on stage or we walk into the beginning of a scene with another person or a group of people, the tendency is for us to go up into our heads and start thinking about, well, what, what, what funny line can I say to start? Or what interesting situation? Because we need something interesting, right? And um, that puts you up in your head and it becomes uh, an invention process or a writing process, a solo thing. Um, and it's very, very difficult to make invention or solo writing in those moments with other people interesting. They're usually not. Uh, and so my focus is rather than thinking what I can create or what I can um, make interesting by myself, it's, okay, I'm here with this other person. What can we create together? Um, and I think it was the last podcast or, or one very recently when I talked about the process of discovery or uncovering what's happening. The way I like to think about improv scenes <clears throat> when it's just you and one other person is I like to think that, oh, the, the scene has already happened and it's here and we just have to uncover it. You know, there's a quote, I can't remember if it's Michelangelo or one of the great sculptors, uh, Western sculptors, and they said, whether true or not, uh, that they looked at a piece of marble and inside they saw an angel or they saw a figure and they just wanted to get rid of the bits that were in the way. Uh, and I think this is the same way with improv. Well, when we do a scene with another person, it's already there. We just have to discover it and uncover it and get rid of all the other bits and go, oh, that's what it was. Because that moment when you discover something with someone else is magic for the two of you or the group of you and also people watching it. The, the shared experience of this discovery that happens between and among all of us is magical. It's one of the, the most beautiful things about improvisation. Uh, so that's what's happening on stage. So my focus is to let's serve this moment. What is this moment that is happening between and among us? So it's not just me up in my head thinking, how can I be funny? How can I not let people down? How can I be impressive? whatever gimmick you have when you walk onto a stage and it's replacing that with, well, okay, what does this feel like? Who are we? What's going on? And trying to dig down and using, uh, by looking at your scene partner and using everything 
as clues, right? You walk on stage and, and, and my, I'm a big proponent of choosing an emotion or an attitude or something to start that will not be, you don't have to change it depending on what the other person does. So if you walk on stage and I'm, I just, I just like this other person. I don't know. That's one I like to choose a lot. I just like you. Uh, and then no matter what they choose, even if they're suspicious of you and they don't like you, you can still play I like you, uh, no matter what they do. And um, so when you walk out, you've got that, a thing. I like you. I don't like you. I'm nervous. Uh, I feel superior to you. Something that is puts you in, in, with, puts you in contact with the other person, but doesn't dictate what's the actual substance of what's happening. And then so you got that, you got the way they're standing or sitting or looking at you or what they're doing. And if you make eye contact with that person, you'll get a lot of um, stimuli, I guess. So a lot of information will come in. And then from there, it's a lot of just, well, what does this feel like? Does this feel confrontational? Does it feel friendly? Does it feel formal, informal? Does it feel like we know each other or not know each other? Does it feel like we're close? Are we a couple? Are we siblings? Is it, is it, it, you know, what kind of relationship is it? Um, and just going off all of that and serving that interaction. And then when we get into past the beginning and we've developed what the relationship is and what's going on, you know, it's, it's, it's serving that. So to serve that, <clears throat> you know, sometimes that may mean I have to be the villain. I have to be a narcissist in this scene. Because that's what the scene is demanding that I be. I've been set up, right, to play that. Or maybe your scene partner, everything's going great. And then your scene partner will look at you and say, what is? what do you mean by that? And so they've shown you that they want to play a certain game. A game where they're suspicious of something you're doing. And in those times, most improvisers will, oh, no, I'm not, no, I'm not doing anything nefarious. And so we have an argument over what kind of game or interaction we're going to play. And uh, at that point, I usually stop and say, no, let's play that. Like that's what, that's what your scene partner wants to do. So at the end of the day, if you don't want to do that, well, I, I never, I always say never do anything that makes you uncomfortable. But, uh, but assuming you're not uncomfortable playing, you know, the villain in the scene, play that. And then, you know, if you get made to play the villain four times in a row, we'll talk about it have a conversation with your with another person but I very much look at what my scene partner wants me to play and I'll play that because I'm saying yes to their ideas so it's not just the words right we get caught up in words and when it comes to scene work the words we say are the meaning, most meaningless part everybody puts all their emphasis on the actual word choice and creation and it's not the words it's the intention what are you doing or what is the feeling? What is your opinion about this other person? And how in the uncovering of the scene is your opinion of them changing, right? You go from liking them to not trusting them to hating them or something else. And it is that change in emotion that will make your audience interested. Now, that's on stage. And I'm the same way off stage when I'm, you know, in my interactions with people in real life, serve their relationship. You know, and, and in like romantic relationships, if the relationship isn't serving, 
you know, I try to serve what the relationship is. And if the relationship, yeah, if I'm not getting what I want from it, well, then I will talk about it, try to change the nature of the relationship, or I will leave. What is the relationship telling us this is? You know, when, when you meet somebody, uh, you know, whether you meet them through a dating app or just in real life or whatever's going on, what does this relationship feel like? Do we feel like this could be, you know, like a, a romantic thing? Does it feel like we could be friends? Does it feel like a mentor relationship? Does it feel like, well, I just want to get away from you and never talk to you again? Whatever that feels like, I try to serve that rather than approach everybody with my list of demands that I want from people. We all want things from people. That doesn't mean it's bad. Often we just want to be liked or we want to find the people we resonate with or we want to appear helpful. Whatever your gimmick is, we all tend to have them. And uh, again, easy to say, harder to do. But my third improv rule for life is serve the relationship. You know, I might meet someone and I might find them attractive, but it's obvious that that's not reciprocated. And so, okay, right, this is not going to be that kind of relationship. It's going to be this other kind of relationship. And that's what it is. And I try to serve that rather than trying to make everybody into all these square pegs into round holes and fit my idea of what I want them to be. And that's just not going to happen. The same way that no one is going to change you into being what they want of you, right? So serve the relationship. Let go as much as you can of your selfish desires to have a certain outcome and just let everything be what it wants to be. There's tremendous power when you can take your hands off the wheel and let the universe drive and you just go like, oh, this is what's happening now? Amazing. That's amazing. You know, I just, uh, as I wrap up, I just, you know, there's, um, there's this like the, the, the sort of a, cl a classic example of, of, uh, especially, you know, from my history, like, uh, like, uh, I'm, I'm like a male dominance thing where, you know, I might be in my car at a red light and, uh, you've seen this in movies a lot where another car will pull up beside and it's like a sports car and he'll, that person will rev the engine and look at you and, and the indicating is like, let's do a drag race and see who's like the the most macho or whatever, the, the king here. Let's have a status battle. And, you know, the, when I was younger, you know, the, 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 um, the expectation is that you will race that person. And if you lose, you'll be, uh, you know, humiliated and you'll be submissive. And if you win, you'll be dominant and you can, you have uh, bragging rights. But for me, the real power is just looking at that person and just laughing. Like, no, I, I, I don't have any need or desire to one up you. And if you beat me, it doesn't, I don't care. Right. There's a lot of, there's a tremendous power in not having to play everybody else's game. Anyway, that's my thing. Improv rule for life. Number three, serve the relationship, the interaction, the moment. Right. Because that way, as human beings, what do we all want really? Right. It's just to find people that we resonate with who will accept us for who we are. And being who you really truly are is one way to find those people. It's hard to find them when we're got a mask between the real us and, you know, the people that we want to be close to. Anyway, that's my thing. Love to hear from you. Uh, don't hesitate to send me an email at ralph at socap.ca. Love to hear your feedback.
Thanks so much. Have a great week. Bye.